Back to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. problem hopefully can you hear me strick i cannot uh, hear myself i'm sure it's just a problem with the, the microphone yeah i hear you um thanks brian for letting us know that we're a hot and good thing we didn't uh do something crazy say something crazy act on something crazy <laughs> while we were hot so thank you for letting us know that uh there on the youtube stream uh great stuff going on on the youtube stream i think tmz2 said some things uh bach that um i i kind of have a feeling about being that this is a, you know, a six year, um, well, I think it makes it uh, four year extension, six years, because he has two left. Um, Stefan Diggs, he says, uh, slipped last season and I predict a big fall off this year. I don't know if it'll be this year, but I do think that there's probably going to be some form of a fall off. And, you know, the thing is when you're 70 million guaranteed, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be like the Lakers when that type of thing happens. You're stuck with a Russell, Russell Westbrook. You gotta take that, take that, take that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's gonna be something that's gonna be an issue. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, when you look at just a lot of the stuff that was going on, um, I love some of the stories. I just love some of the stories on how um, I'm big on that because I was one of those guys. You know, one of those guys that you fall through the cracks. Even the story, like, for example, Dwayne Wade, I think that's a tremendous story where young a kid out of Chicago um, gets overlooked, finds his way out in Marquette, makes big noise in the tournament, finds his way into the NBA, chip on his shoulder, and he goes out and becomes a Hall of Famer. I love those stories. And I think guys like Debo Samuels, who, you know, for his size, was overlooked. Now he's, he's an integral part on the success of them getting – where they got. I mean, if it wasn't for Debo Samuels in some of those games and some of the plays he made where he was stopped three yards short, he ends up getting it. You know, I mean, you're, you're seeing just guys like that just take off, man. And, and I think um, I, I, I'm impressed by some of the stories, some of the guys, like the Stefan Diggs story, and you know, just all of these stories, even the quarterback stories. For example, the, the Kurt Warner story for me is a phenomenal one. You know, somebody that was just totally just didn't have the athleticism, you know, goes up and plays in all these other, you know, sidebar leagues and he makes his way back and elevates and wins a couple championships. I think yeah. those are great stories. Did you watch the uh, Kurt Warner movie yet? I haven't seen the movie yet and I do I do want to take a look at it. it, it yeah, I Nate's giving a thumbs up show. over there in the studio. I don't know. It's always it's always fun especially as a football fan to look at how they do the on-field shots and, and yeah, I think um at least from the previews I thought I don't know. I've, it's got to be believable to me. Um so we'll see though, but the, I did, you know, it, it it's not it's also another thing where it's kind of weird like um I was a- around and fully like plugged in for the Kurt Warner story. Um 
it's kind of you know I, I kind of you know I, maybe I'm just hitting that age, but they're I like the movies where you're not around for right, or maybe it's just maybe they didn't go back far enough for for some of the things that they draw inspiration from. Uh, is uh, you know kind of different uh, things happen. Like we said, the the uh, prime or, or the Showtime Lakers that that one seems to be a pretty good one over there on HBO. Um, and you know some of us you know that's a little. I guess I'm a little young for that. For some, for others, you know, they they, they wouldn't be falling into that category. But um, it, you know, I just I I feel like I just I the, from the previews I I wasn't too interested in the Kurt Warner one. But I think part of it's just because I know the right. story. If I didn't know the story, then maybe I'd be a little bit more interested. Uh, but it is altogether a great story. I wanted to ask you this too because there's uh, th- th- these are small rumors. I don't want to make it sound like uh, this is a, a, a done deal or anything. But there's been talk of maybe. Gonzaga, and, and of course they were the number one overall seed coming into the last tournament. They've been in the championship game to the last five years, I believe now it is, um, and they're just not going to get any respect uh, for their conference that they planned. So there's been talk about them exploring, and uh, maybe what makes sense for them is the Big East. Now that doesn't make any sense geographically, um, but that's been the early reports. It's you know kind of the basketball only league. You know you have the Power Five, and the Big East is out there, um, and they've expanded. Out from the East Coast, obviously Creighton within the last couple of years, but Gonzaga. Now that's the complete opposite coast. That is the West Coast. Do you think Woo! that Gonzaga could fit in the Big East? I, I think I think it's a great fit for them. I I look at it from the standpoint they're way up in in Washington, and the travel budgets. Uh, shoot, they make a lot of money by getting in. You know, doing what they do. You know, the travel yeah. budget for those those schools is is going to be significant and phenomenal right <laughs> because you're looking at everything east of the Missouri and Mississippi you're looking at Butler or Creighton DePaul one of my good friends coaching up there shout out to uh Tony Stubblefield hopefully he can get that program turned around <sighs> oh my boy I feel bad for my boy Pat Ewing. Yeah, he's having a rough go at it. I, I thought Nebraska was looking ugly, but good <laughs> lord, Georgetown, zero and nineteen in conference. And stay, but listen, he's a, he's a Stapleton there, uh, Marquette. Then you got Providence, obviously Seton Hall. Then you get all the way up in the Northeast with UConn, Villanova, Xavier uh, there as well, and uh, uh, St. John. So that's a crazy schedule that they would have to maintain travel wise. But I think team wise, it's a good fit. I think it's a good fit for what they what they will because I don't I I couldn't see them just being a basketball only uh or a team who would find themselves uh in you know joining the Pac twelve. I just I just right. couldn't see Gonzaga joining the Pac twelve. It just it just didn't seem like it would make sense to me. So there's really nothing out there. Everything out there whack and the Western Athletic and, and a lot of those conferences just start very strong. So they would just do the same thing. It would just be a lateral movement for them. I think this would be a tremendous upward movement if they did jump into the Big East. Yeah, and you wonder too. Uh, and listen, last thing. I would love every year to see Few and Jay Wright go at it. Oh, yeah. That would just, yeah, that would be uh, even Mac, even Mac getting after it. Though. I mean, I think it would create some great coaching rivalries that would, would be good. 
good in the conference too. Yeah, and you wonder if they could do that. You know, Notre Dame does that where they're they're basket. You know, they only have certain uh, conference affiliations in different sports, like like you know men's basketball. Because when I'm thinking of it, you know, it's like all right, well, it's a small team. Yeah, the flights might be expensive, and it might pile up. That, but you know, it, it's not like you're traveling with a football team. You think the expenses would get a little higher. Right. But if you start to, you know, if they had to, <laughs> I'm sure they have a larger athletic department. Um, I don't know if you want to take your lacrosse team across country and and pay for all that. I, so maybe they would just do. Uh, a basketball only. I'm, I'm not really sure, and they they probably don't have lacrosse. I just threw threw a sport out there, but um, you know all those other you know the the, the non money making sports. Uh, it might be hard to do that. So maybe it's just for basketball. Uh, I think that would be incredible, and it really would raise the the Big East profile. And the Big East already has yeah. a pretty good profile, like you said, with Villanova, uh, a lot of traditional really good teams. UConn's back in the Big East now, um, and for what it's worth. Uh, Gonzaga is on the east uh, side of <laughs> of their state, Washington, there instead of uh, on the actual coast. But uh, yeah. that won't help too much. But in any case, I, I think basketball wise, it makes sense. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it does something for him. But uh, it, uh, it, I, I think basketball wise, it makes a lot of sense. Um, but in, in, I think it'll help for their recruiting too. I mean, they yeah. already they already have a national recruiting profile. But I think I think they would also be able to. I mean, they actually could make them pretty much stronger. I mean. Say what you will. Um, one of the things about Gonzaga is, to me, this is my personal opinion. I think the types they recruit for character, they recruit for style of play. They, you know, so to me, they don't necessarily get those top perennial type of super athletes. And I think, you know, I think Villanova recruits the same way. I think pretty much a lot of people in that Big East Conference, to include Creighton, they all recruit for their style of play. They're, you know, the way that they want to play the game. And I think that's why it's another good fit for, for them. But I think Gonzaga would, it would, it would position them to be able to get also a different type of athlete that would be able to come out there. Um, and we talked about that before here on the block where a lot of the players that come out of Gonzaga are just kind of players that are uh, solid or, you know, good role players on an NBA team or they don't really find their way and they just kind of make their way out. Now there's another thing I want to throw out there. OKC is really doing something right. I like what they got going on. I'm looking at Roby and I'm saying, yeah, Roby, oh, yeah. maybe you start. <laughs> I just wanted to throw that out there. Cause I, we were talking about those types of players and Roby's like that kind of player. I thought just kind of fits in that same mode. And he's, he's starting to fill in, fill in as a nice piece for the OKC Thunder. So anyway, I'm off that. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what he can do this year. By the way, just looking at his numbers here, uh, he's close to 10 a game, uh, 9.7, yeah. 4.9 rebounds, uh, plays about 21 minutes a game. Uh, that's that's yeah. about what his career record or, you know, a- average is. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with Isaiah Roby in the future. And obviously, very excited. I uh, should look up Delano Banton's numbers, too, as his uh, his season's winding down, his rookie season. And then next year, you should have Bryce McGowan's in there um, as, uh, as uh, we'll see if where he gets where he's going to get picked, but obviously he's off to the NBA. Uh, for what it's worth, uh, Banton averages about 11 minutes a game, uh, close to four, th- 3.2 points, uh, 1.9 rebounds, and 1.5 assists. But it's nice to have some representation in the NBA again. The, yeah, and the thing about Banton is, is this is what I've figured out, right? He's one of those type of players that once the scouting report catches up with him, he he hasn't expanded his game yet. They're still those are those are the, some of the things I talked about. Do not leave. You're you're not 
yes, your your uniqueness and your size and your skill set will enable you to pop in. But the longevity of it, you're going to have to expand the consistency of your shooting, your decision making, all of those things he could have probably honed in a little bit better. No, listen, 10 minutes a game. I mean, that's not a lot, but you're, you're getting some time. Um, but they've given him some time to be able to show and prove. And I would hate that hopefully he doesn't fall off because you got to remember every year there are two rounds of players that are coming in. Yeah, <laughs> There's always somebody coming in and then that's internationally too. So how long can you sustain that? That's, that's, that's going to be the key component for him. Yeah. And that, that's what I'm talking about with Bryce too. I mean, yeah. I, you know, listen, a lot of those NCAA players, you got to think about it. What is uh, Abaji going to do? Same as Bryce. What, what is like uh, McCutcheon? I mean, uh, um, the kid out of Arkansas going to do, mm-hmm. you know, what, what are some of the kids out there in Houston going to do and who have similar, who, who actually showed and proved when it was time to show and prove. And, and so there's a lot of those types of players out there, man. And, and do you want to throw your head in the hat? I mean, your, 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 your name in the hat when it's, when it's a lot of players out there, um, what's love going to do? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So th- th- those, some, those, some things that are kind of making me a little leery about uh about Bryce's uh projections yeah and his decision to go to the pros we'll see uh last time I've seen I mean again it's it's been it's been pretty much the same uh throughout the year you know anywhere from 20 to into the second you know 20th pick to into the second round um hopefully he can he will get drafted oh yeah he's getting drafted let's let's be clear about that yeah he will get drafted I personally and you heard it here on the block I'm thinking he's gonna be 35 to 42 hmm you heard it on the block. <laughs> right there. Uh, that That's where it, and maybe we could put some bets down on that. I, I would, I'm at least hoping he gets picked a little bit higher, obviously with Banton and Roby um, successful second round picks, but it, it's been a while since Nebraska's had a first one. In fact, I think it's Tron Lou probably was the last first round pick for Nebraska. If Bryce goes nuts in his workout, but see, that's the thing. I, young people, young people, not, not seasoned people. Cause they, they kind of, as you grow and mature, you, you, you get a little bit of understanding. But young, mind, young, young minds that are trying to pop in and jump, they don't understand what those workouts are. They think it's just like your traditional workout, unless you've got a really good agent or you've got great representation because all your friends and all your homies and all your neighbors, they're going to be saying, yeah, Bryce, it's home, baby. Go ahead. Yeah, you the man. You the Don. You're going to make it. But I'm telling you, those workouts are crazy. And when you're talking about you got six, seven teams, and you're on the plane. You're getting a great feeling. I mean, you could be in Memphis one day, then the next day you got to go out and be in uh, uh, out there in Milwaukee, and then the next day, or maybe a day off, you're flying out to LA, and then yeah, listen, them workouts are intense. They put you through rigor. So don't think it's just gonna be you're gonna be able to, you know, mosey coast, get into your stuff, your little your little rhythm back. They're going to be running you off of stuff. So that, you know, unless somebody's telling him the real about how, how it feels and how it looks, hopefully his representation is somebody who's uh, very familiar with that and they're helping him with that. And he comes in in shape because 
yeah, yeah. It's going to be like that. Well, and I remember, too, like, it's not just, um, you know, he's probably heard a good thing or two, for, you know, from, from certain people or certain franchises or whatever. But, you know, it just kind of reminds me of the conversation we had with Mo Williams where he said he, he was basically told by 17 teams. I can't remember the number he threw out there, but it was a lot um, that they were interested in. None of them in, was the one. In the first round. And none of, nobody picked him in the first round. He fell all the way to the second. And then a different team uh, picked a him. A different team than he even worked out for. Yeah. Right. So, again, yeah, those workouts yeah. uh, are all strange. And, you know, at least for Mo's case, he was able to prove him wrong with his career. Uh, hopefully, Bryce, if he does get passed over, is able to do the same. Um, he's got a lot of athleticism. Obviously, we're all cheering for him. Um, but, uh, yeah. you know, it might be, it might, you know, as usual with any, I guess, career, you might take some lumps before you get to um, your, your top goal there. Uh, let's take a quick break here one final time before we get into our final segment, our daily segment geared toward the NBA. I know we jumped in a little bit, but that was like NBA Huskers. So that doesn't quite count. Yeah, we're getting into the NBA because he's strict there. He has his NBA shirt on. Uh, it's time for hitting the hardwood. Uh, let's talk about the Bulls. They've been a, a good team this year. Falling down in the standings over the last couple of weeks, though, and now Lonzo Ball's out. He's not going to be able to play in the in the playoffs. Is Are the Bulls for real? Can we, can we expect them to make a push? Also, the Lakers are out of contention, so we celebrate. Next here on The Block on 93.7 The Ticket.